Welcome to The Read Along, a mini book club for your ears, a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm your host, Scott. I'm your other host, Anita. And join us on a journey through a good book, one one chapter chapter at a time. This episode of The Read Along is brought to you by Taproot Edmonton. Taproot publishes weekly roundups on a variety of topics, including food, tech, health innovation, arts, regional news, and business. Taproot gathers up the headlines and happenings on these files and delivers them to your inbox. You can get one or two for free. If you want more, become a Taproot member. You can get as many as you want, plus other perks for just $10 a month or $100 a year. Get information right now at taprootedmonton.ca. Well, we've just come off of an unusual break in our recording. <laughs> well, for us. Yeah, because we were off in the mountains enjoying some uh, lovely weather uh, with the kiddos. And we uh, we did not record last week, though the episode did go up as promised. <laughs> we did it. Yeah, so uh, that worked out. And that was also proof that our new podcasting distribution service uh, works as promised. So, uh, something that uh, was a little trickier to do when we were doing things for Cheap is Free prior. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, we're back in the recording saddle this week, though. Uh, we're just a couple chapters away from finishing Screams from the Void. Um, there is, when you're listening to this, uh, a poll up on Twitter uh, looking for a genre suggestion for our next novel. Yeah. It will be up for a few more days when this episode lands, so uh, you can check that out. If you're listening to this later... Uh, sorry. Sorry, you missed it. <laughs> You missed the the Twitter poll. That is one of the perks about listening up to date. We don't throw that many out there. No. No, it doesn't happen often. Uh, Because we do know that there, again, are people who, like, binge the entire book after they've read it. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah, you do you. But uh, with that said, I guess we'll uh, kind of dive back into things with a brief recap of our previous chapter, chapter 21, uh, in which... Reyna manages to escape into the greenhouse from Morvin and plays a little bit of hide-and-seek with him until she manages to trap him in the dehumidifying chamber. Yeah. And then hits upon a plan which might allow her to finally defeat the Kepler once and for all. And that leads us into chapter 22 of Screams from the Void (laughs) by Anne Tibbetts. So Reyna sets to work on her epic jury rig. Yeah, she is uh, She is a woman with a plan, right? She's hyper-focused. Off we go. We don't get the full details of exactly what she's going to do, but I think that based on the broad outline and all of the things that she does, we can piece it together. Okay, so what she's done is set up another remote control door, a sparking mechanism, and she's taken off all of the sprinkler heads. Yes, 1,500 sprinkler heads. Or at least a great portion of them. Yes. And basically what she's done is she's turned the greenhouse into an electric hazard. Yes, which I know we don't know the details of her plan. It seems kind of obvious what she's going for. My question is, how does she stay alive in this electric trap? She runs for the door. And then electrocutes everything inside the greenhouse? Basically, that's her plan, yes. Okay. The Kepler... Clearly is spooked by electricity. 
So it must be vulnerable to it in some capacity. It's just that she wasn't able to give it enough of an electrical shock to affect it. So her plan is to turn the entire greenhouse into a giant electrical cage. Right. That is probably going to fry it and all of the plant life and everything else in there. Yes. Uh, which is why she does think to herself, like, there's going to be holy hell to pay when she gets rescued because the United Space Corps might actually be more upset that she killed all those plants than she survived the Kepler. It's possible. Yeah. It's very possible. So that's why she's a little worried about the future of her career. But she's more concerned about saving her own life than she is about all of the alien plant specimens. So, Which I would be as well. Indeed. Right? Okay. It, it, seems pretty obvious that that's what her plan is, even if she doesn't say it out loud. Yeah. My concern was that if she gets stuck inside the greenhouse with the Kepler, she's dead. Pretty much, yeah. Or if somehow the electricity isn't contained. You know what I mean? Like, if she fries the greenhouse, is she also frying other parts of the ship? She might. It might like, be is a risk it insulated she... enough that she's going to be okay? Well, we know that parts of the ship are insulated from one another. Um, it's possible that she will be okay. It's possible that she's running a terrible electrical risk on the ship, but it's kind of like a last-ditch effort here. Yeah. She's essentially pulling out a nuclear option. Yeah. Because she doesn't have much left to lose. Or much left to work with. And pretty much, yeah. So this is what she's going with. Now, while she's doing this epic jury rig, she does come across evidence that Pollux has ransacked the garden shed. Right. And taken a bunch of lethal implements. Yes. Because she notes that it seems to be in a worse off state than she remembers it being, but she admits that in the moment, she might not have been paying attention. And we also know that Reyna's a little focused elsewhere. Yeah. She's <laughs> just, distracted. Just a little. She's got her own plan to go with, like, yes, evidence of Pollux, but she doesn't have time to think about that now. Yeah. She, I mean, she's also largely forgotten that she stumbled upon evidence that Pollux might still be alive. Right. Again, she doesn't have time to think about that. Yeah. There's no, there's no deduction time available. She is in life or death. Right? She is running yes. in full crisis mode. She's running in full enough crisis mode and she's doing enough work in this moment that it's actually quite exhausting for her. As she's finishing up the work, she actually does come across Morvan again in the humidifying chamber, the yeah. dehumidifying chamber. And he's looking pretty bad. Like he's all swollen now think, and didn't, red. Doesn't it say one of his eyes is like swollen shut? Like he's he's kind of a mess. Yeah, he's puffy and clearly having a bad allergic reaction. He basically pleads with her to let him out because he's like, I can see you're doing something. You've got, you've come up with some new plan to trap the Kepler. Let me out. I will help you. Like, it's clear you've got a lot of work to do. You can't do this by yourself. You're just a mechanic. And this, for a moment, actually does, like, stop her. Yeah. Where she's like, he's right. I'm just a mechanic. That's what everybody on the ship has been telling me for a long time. And then she gets, she, like, digs a little deeper and pulls rage out of it and motivation out of it and is just like you know what no i'm not just a mechanic i'm smarter than all the people on this ship because i'm the only one still alive well yeah i really appreciated being in her head for that moment where like everything negative that's ever happened to her on this ship comes and slaps her in the face right because he has resorted to hurling insults and he knows how to push her buttons yeah. because of course he does and she takes a step back and goes no i am worth more than this here are all the amazing things i have done yeah well and we said this 
chapters and chapters ago. The irony is that Reyna was the person who was probably the best choice to be the leader in this situation. Yeah, probably. And, and that's one of the reasons why she is still alive right now and why she is the one player who's still in the game. And it's because she's been more uh, creative and more innovative and smarter than everybody else up to this point. And she even points out the, the few failures she's had in the last... 10 15 hours are because other people have been screwing up yeah she's not just a mechanic she's a genius and she's very smart (laughs) she's very smart and she's giving herself a moment to pat herself on the back about that here and then she wheels on morvan and is like she doesn't say it out loud but she's like if i'm just a mechanic i beat you so what does that make you yeah instead she just tells him off to his face and he goes into another screaming tantrum yes Another, like, blind rage, rawr, monster moment. And she goes off to finish her work. But as mentioned before, it is exhausting work. And by the time she's done, she sits down to hunker down and wait for the Kepler to show up and basically nods off. Yeah. I mean, for about for about 40 minutes. Could be. If you look at the timestamps, it's about a 40 minutes. Is it minute 40 nap. minutes? Yeah. She takes almost an hour long nap. Ah, I wasn't paying close enough attention to the timestamps. And unfortunately, that's time enough that things go bad. Yes. But we do have another flashback. Yeah, in between we have a flashback. I genuinely thought it was a dream for a minute because Reyna had nodded off. Mm -hmm. But no, no. We have a flashback to like the very, very beginning because we're doing this relationship in reverse. Yes. Uh, And we do see the first time that Morvan basically hit on Reyna. Yeah, more or less. Um, It was during a time that Osric had just dressed her down. She was a little off put by that. He showed up and gave her a little pep talk and like heavily flirted with her Mm. and she was receptive to it because she kind of liked that he was being a little forward yeah and coming on strong it was it was just the right thing for her and well and he clearly had appreciation or at least was showing appreciation for her being who she was right like osric gave her a dressing down for making improvements Mm-hmm. to something unsanctioned and he goes off the rails because you know it's not regulation but Morvan appreciated that she knew how to and actually tried to do that right he was showing that he was on her side he was showing that he was on her side yeah but I would argue that he was also being very insincere oh I'm sure he was uh, he was saying what he needed to say to get with her because again Morvan is a player Oh, yeah. He's a serial user. So he knew knew exactly what to say to her in that moment to get her on side so that he could start getting with her. And that's like, if if we were reading this chapter in a vacuum, he would have seemed like just a charming, cool guy. Yes. um, Who was being her friend in a moment that she needed her friend. But because we have, again, all that context, we know that he's just playing her. Yeah. That's the really uh, sad slash scary part about this particular flashback. No red flags. Outside of context we already have. Yeah. Like future info that we have. This is a perfectly innocent interaction between two people. No red flags. And we know that the red flags are coming and it's awful. Yep. And this is when Raina wakes up in the present, 40 minutes later. Yeah. And like the startles awake like, oh no, I was asleep. And there are red flags all over the place because she realizes she's nodded off and doesn't know for how long. She doesn't have the remote anymore because in her Sleep. sleep she dropped it and when she retrieves it she is like oh no i need to make sure that it's working i don't know if the kepler's in the room and that's when she starts to hear some movement and she turns expecting to see the kepler but instead there's a gun pointed at her and it's morvin because somehow 
he's gotten out of the dehumidifier so, chamber. Marvin comes through the trees like a clever girl <laughs> with a gun. I was like, okay, what did he do? Well, How? Morvin isn't stupid. No, he's not stupid. Uh, and he's also got the devil's own luck. So, <laughs> like, for all we know, the Kepler did get into the room and somehow managed to smash into the dehumidifying chamber and then didn't attack him. Like Because he's full of the rash. Because he's full of rash. Or he might have rewired the door because, I mean... He, Raina was asleep and suddenly he had time. He was. She was asleep, he had time, and we've seen him hack through a door before with hacking skill, not with his machete. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, like, or he might have just strong-armed it. He's a big, strong guy. Like, it's possible that Reyna overestimated the strength of the dehumidifying chamber or underestimated Morvin's, like, brute strength. Yeah, it, that so could be. So there's a, any number of ways he might have gotten out. We don't know, is the truth. It <laughs> it sucks because now it's just another thing that's gone wrong. Yep. Just when things were looking up, right? She was doing so well. And then through no fault of her own, she fell asleep. However, this puts us back into a position where Pollux can save Reyna. <laughs> I hope Pollux shows up to do that. Uh, Finally, we only have one chapter left. It's true. There's one chapter left and there seems like a number of things that need to get done in that chapter. And I'm curious how it's all going to shake out because again, <laughs> there seems like a lot of stuff that needs to happen. Oh yeah. There's a really, the very end of my notes on this chapter is a very loud sentence like, where is Pollux? Yeah. But yeah, that's it. Pretty quick chapter. Yeah, as we as we approach our our ultimate chapter here. Yes, the a a brief penultimate chapter. <laughs> this is the penultimate. That's how the definition works. That's pretty much it from the chapter perspective. Yeah. Is there any anything else you wanted to add? Any notes? Any thoughts? No, not really. This is a very good build up chapter to what is clearly our ending climax. Yeah. Right. Like the tension is building. Something has gone wrong again. We're running out of time. Yeah. So uh, this one's going to be a bit short, but the next one will probably be a big old mouthful. Oh, I'm sure. And then after that, we're going to go full book club. Yes. So, and we need to try to avoid falling into the trap next chapter of talking about the whole book. Yeah. And just talking about the chapters. So. Just talk about the ending. Yeah. Do our best to just talk about the ending. So uh, we'll see how we do with that. But uh, I guess that's where we'll wrap up here today. Pretty succinct. Yeah. And uh, you'll want to read up on... The final chapter, chapter 23 of Screams from the Void in time for next week. We'll also be, of course, looking for a new book. As mentioned, uh, you can vote on that Twitter poll and we will announce what our next novel will be in the full analysis episode. Yes. Uh, after next chapter. So yeah, uh, you'll want to check that out. Uh, in the meantime, of course, Alberta Blue Cross. We've said a lot about them. <laughs> what else is there to say? Here's an ad. This episode of The Read Along is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Even if you're a busy business owner with more meetings than hours in a day, you are calm and collected when your group benefit plan is taken care of by Alberta Blue Cross. Your employees can manage their own health, dental, life, and disability coverage online, anytime, on any device, making it easier for them and for you. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. So yeah, uh, helping small businesses uh, provide some benefits for their employees. Hopefully, uh, depending on where you are listening, uh, there are similar things if you're a small business owner that you can seek out to uh, to help out your employees with their benefits. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's just something we talk about a lot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, they've they've been supporting this podcast for a while, and yeah. uh, we appreciate it. So 
Big, big shout out to Alberta Blue Cross. Um, you can check out more about them, the other sponsors of the network, the network itself, and all of the member podcasts right now at albertapodcastnetwork.com. Uh, you'll probably find some other podcasts there that are worth your time. Download them on your podcatcher of choice. It's probably where you're catching our pod. That seems likely. You can give us a little rating and review that helps us out. Oh, we'd appreciate it too. We'd like to talk to you on social media. Absolutely. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Goodreads. That's the, that's the four that we belong to. Yeah, we're at the read along on those. Yes. You can also send us an email. Yes, we are the read along at gmail.com. And with that said, as always, we love you very much, and we'll see you next time. One chapter left. Thank you for joining us on The Read Along with your hosts, Anita and Scott Bourgeois, a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. All Read Along music is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Cover art is by Aaron Beaver. Be sure to join us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Read Along, and check out our group on Goodreads.com. 